Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Welcome to the Pesky Report, a podcast for Red Sox fans. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number 180, brought to you by Belly Up Sports Media. My name is Brad Chandler, and with me today, I am joined by my good friend, Ted. How are we doing, boss? What's up, Brad? How are we? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. <clears throat> I mean, the Red Sox didn't give up a home run to Aaron Judge in four games. I, I, I mean, I couldn't be any better. I mean, they got swept, but at least they didn't give up the home run. A moral fucking victory. Let's like. I'll take it. Let's take what we get. You I'll know, take it at this point. It's literally like we have nothing else to look forward to uh, in, in this season. Actually, there is one other thing that we do have to look forward to, and it's hopefully Xander Bogarts winning the batting title, so that Judge just doesn't get the uh, the triple crown. You know what was what was that? You know what's crazy? Like, part of me wants him to get the triple crown. In all honesty, like I, I'm pretty much there too. It's like the more, the the more he he gets, like MVP, triple crown, all that stuff. I, I'm just like, that's more money they're gonna have yep. to spend. Exactly, and he'd be the first guy to win triple crown who hit sixty plus home runs in a season, which would be kind of cool. So what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think that he should be the MVP? Yeah, I do. I don't disagree, but I do disagree. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I get it. I get both there, arguments. There's 
I was reading something, or was it reading or watching? I don't know. They were talking about how, like, they definitely need to make a different type of, like, an award for someone like Shohei. But the thing is, they can't make, like, a two-way player of the year award because he's the only one. <laughs> Imagine Verdugo wins it. <laughs> Closer right fielder. Oh, man. I, I don't I don't know what the award, like... I get there needs to be an award, but I don't know what they would do with it. I mean, he Shohei had a better season this year than he did last year. And it, there's just like that chance that he's not going to win it because everybody's all over you know, Aaron Judge right now. So I mean, look, spe- go ahead. Look where Aaron Judge plays. Like, obviously, the media is going to be all over him. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. I agree. Like, the Angels um, are the little brother to the Dodgers, and then the Yankees are the big brother to the Mets. It's like they're both in the same market, but one gets so much more attention. Uh, I can't wait until Cohen starts throwing his money around. I can't wait until Heim Bloom throws money around that, that John Henry doesn't want to spend. It'd be nice. Like, what's? Did you read the article, or did you, did you listen to the Bradford show? I did not. Oh, dude, you gotta listen to it. Okay. And he's he he has Heim Bloom on there, and he does a lot of you know he explains a lot of things uh, that is going on. And what is going to make him do what he can in the off season? This you know this coming off season, like you know how everybody's literally on him. Like you need to sign Rafi, you need yep. to sign Bogey, and he explains what the difference is between like what happened in 2020 and trading Mookie Betts away and then why he did that then, which I'm just going to say it. I think I've said this a hundred times before and I'll probably say it a hundred times more. Um, It didn't matter who was coming in. Mookie Betts was being traded. Yeah. Mookie Betts was gone. There, there's no, there's no way he was staying. He was ready to move on. It's not even, it wasn't even on Mookie Betts. It was like if Dombrowski stayed, Bats was going to be traded. Yep. Anybody else was in that position, they they would have been. They would have had to have traded Mookie Bats. There's just no way he was going to be staying. He was going to be a Red Sox as of, from 2020 on. Um, with what Bradfo was talking about on the show, like I'm not going to talk too much about it. What Bradfo was talking about and what Bloom was talking about is like what happened in 2020 and where they were then and and, and what's going on in 2022 and where they are now back then they had so much money on the books. They didn't have the, the, the players that were developed to that would be able to surround themselves around a player like Mookie Betts, you know, like nobody knew about like say Don Nobody knew what, um, uh, who else? Uh, Brian Bale. What they were going to be and things like that. You know, now, even if these players were uh, a Dabrowski players, nobody knew then what they had. You yeah, know? They, they were low-level prospects who just developed exactly. into so the what, great pieces. What he's talking about now is about the – the, the fact that, you know, now we know that these players have been developed. These players can contribute in the major league level. Um, some of them, you know, still need time. 
And we'll actually talk a little bit about that because there's some Casas hatred that's going on. Oh right my now God. That I'm just like, oh my God, shut the F up, you know? Dude, how quick um, are we going to get banned on Facebook now? I'm, I'm probably the quickest person to get banned, and I'm shocked that I haven't been banned already, at least. With the amount of like hatred, if I actually went back and forth with somebody yesterday, uh, being Sunday, about the Tristan Casas situation, and it's just like I don't understand how I'm They're not just, I'm not banned. Just ready to give. Everyone's just ready to give up. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about this. Uh, we we literally have these players right now. They're. The, the hate that he got when he first came up was absolutely ridiculous. It was like, this guy sucks. He's not a pitcher. He can't shoot him to the moon, shoot him to the sun. He's worse than Franchi Cordero. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Franchi. But it's like. He barely got his feet wet in AAA before he got called up. He started the season in, in single A, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. So it's like. He went single A, double A, triple A. Major league. He went from single A to major league in the, in the course of a year. And, and I'm pretty sure he's had more starts in the major league level than he did in probably any of the other ones. <laughs> it's, it's like, calm down, people. But um, we have the pieces now. We have these players that we can put around like a Bogarts, a Devers. You know, I, I know that We'll talk about this as well. Story has said that he wants Bogey back because he's one of the best shortstops he's ever, you know, he's ever seen. This, that, and the other thing. It's like, can we do it? I think so. And the way that Bloom, like, he ends up, like, talking about it on that show. And I, anybody who's listening, please, please, please go listen to the Bradford show. With Heimblum, actually, like, just go listen to the Bradford show. Like, seriously, <laughs> good friend of the show. He's been on our show a couple of times. Love Bradford, great guy. Um, very informative. But the episode with Heimblum, I would suggest anybody to go listen to it because of the fact it's it's really informative. Uh, Bloom doesn't just blow off the questions like with long winded. Um, answers, you know, like it, it, you you know what I'm talking about. Who yeah. is, it, you'll ask him a question, and he'll be like, "Well, this is the thing, right?" And then like change, it's like going this way, and he then tries to stray away from it. And then, oh like, yeah, he definitely takes a U-turn on his uh, on his answers, and it's so funny, like listening to the talk. But in this episode, it was just really, uh, really informative. Uh, I appreciate uh, being able to listen to it and whatnot. And, and uh, like I said, anybody who wants to take a peek or, or get some good information on what Bloom had to say and what his uh, uh, his goals are uh, for the future. I saw Definitely. some pretty interesting comments from Alex Cora this morning. Yeah, what were those? That he was uh, talking about how he plans on being back next year. And he's not going to like try to force his way out or anything like that. And he's re- excited to work with time this offseason to build a better roster for next year. See, that kind of makes me feel good. Like yeah. when, when Cora's saying something like that, it's like, all right, so did the, not only did the front office, but did the ownership like come in and then they were just like, 
all right, guys, we gotta we gotta come up with some kind of plan. You know, last year we were in the in the playoffs. Twenty twenty, I completely don't even like. Did that happen? For real, like Heimblum was dealt a shit card for twenty twenty, right? He, you know, Cora got suspended. He had Renicky as his manager. Nothing against Renicky. Your old Ron. <laughs> I don't think anybody was going to be able to like do anything with that team. That team was just garbage as it was. It was literally to get under the uh, luxury uh, tax. But it's, you know, last year, a lot of people shat all over Heimblum, shit all over the uh, the Boston Red Sox. They were two wins away from making it to the World Series. And then what happened? This year, they took a huge step back. And if you if if you really really think about it, somebody somebody brought this to my attention the other day. After every season that Rich Hill has pitched for the Boston Red Sox, the Red Sox go on to win the division. I'm not sure if that's true. I haven't actually checked that out. But if that is true, don't bring him back. I was just about to say I am the <laughs> biggest Dick Mountain rider in the world. But if that's the case, later. <laughs> nah, last year, like, I've never really had the chance to talk about this on the show, and it might uh, not make a few of our viewers happy, but last year really pissed me off for one main reason, because they, they way overachieved. Everyone had almost a career year, and everyone expected that Heim's plan was accelerated when it really wasn't. They got a lot of lucky things, lucky breaks last year, and everyone had career years, and it made it look like the plan was accelerated when it really wasn't. It's going to take time for us to be consistent winners like that. It's a, it's, you know, Hognail brings this up a lot, and he says it's a five-year plan. You can't give up on the third year. Um, as I said, 2020, I don't count that as a year. Whatever anybody else wants to. All the other teams had to deal with the same situation. No, no, they didn't. Um, I hate 2020. I hate it. I don't even, I don't remember like anything except the the only thing I remember is, I don't even remember, was it Matt Hall? That's the guy's name. What was Hall's first name? I don't even remember. Yeah, I I remember Kickham. I knew Godley Perez was literally our best pitcher that year. Yeah. Like that, that's how, how sad our team was. My favorite part, I brought this up uh, a couple episodes ago, but my favorite part of 2020 was the guy who, uh, who climbed the, the monster. green monster. <laughs> and he yelled at Chavis, which we'll talk about him in a second too. But he yelled at Chavis because Chavis wore the number 23. He's like, you're no Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so, but um, yeah, it's uh, 2020 didn't really count. 2021, you're 100 percent correct. It, it wasn't accelerated; it was just overachieving. And we talked about that on the on the podcast about how the team in 2021 definitely overachieved. And a lot of people were upset with the fact that you know we didn't bring Schwarber back, we didn't keep Renfro. We, I mean, I understand the you know trading Renfro for JBJ. It's it was a clusterfuck, in all honesty. Like nobody knew what was happening, and like because they got super super lucky, Heim Heim traded 
for Renfro um, while he was high, you know? Yeah. So, and then Schwarber, definitely wish we would have kept him. I mean, I'm like, glad they didn't bring him back. I mean, what's he hitting? 217 with like 33 bombs? Yeah, I think he's. I'm going to look it up real quick. So I'm actually really intrigued. I haven't looked in like two weeks. I know he's got 30 something bombs. He is hitting. 214 with 42 home runs. He he would lead the team in home runs by oh. over almost 20. Oh yeah, did you not see the stat? Him what? and him and um Renfro have combined for more home runs than like most of the team. Yeah, he's also got 192 strikeouts. Yeah. He's not he wasn't known from my understanding, he wasn't known for a strikeout guy. No, his his previous career high was 150. 156 in 2019. Oh, yep, I missed that one. When he was 26 years old. He's only 29. Holy shit. Yeah, I thought he was older than that. Yeah. I, I'll never forget in the playoffs when he hit that ball and, like, where it landed, they put it in the case. That, that was kind of cool. I like that. When he was with the Cubs, oh. he hit a ball so far that they put it in a case and just kept it there. Kept it where he hit it? Yeah, in a case. <laughs> no shit. Man, he's batting 214. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely not winning his title anytime soon. Is he leading the National League? Yeah, in home runs. Wow. He's leading major leagues in, in strikeouts. Yeah, I don't know. Would you would you want the ugh, I, he's got forty two home runs and only eighty seven ribbies. I mean I don't put that much weight into batting average, but two fourteen is dog shit. I could not have that on the team even if he was putting up forty two home runs. Yeah, but he's only got eighty seven ribbies. Like, he's not really hitting with men on base. No. So, I mean, what, would you trade? Trade? Like, I trade mean, in what sense? Huh? Trade in what sense? No, would you trade the 42 home runs for fucking, like, I don't know. I know Bobby, yes, you would definitely trade it. <laughs> but his defense at first was dog shit, too. The only way I wanted Schwarber back was if they could have moved JD so he could have DH. <sighs> yeah, DH who hits 214. <laughs> He's your leadoff hitter, too. <laughs> I don't think they have him leading off. Whatever. Fuck him. <laughs> no. I like fuck the guy, him. not fuck him. I, I, I like Schwarber, too, but it's like, fuck him. Yeah. Brad, we have very different opinions on players when they leave. Nah, let, let, let them stay with the, the Phils. I'm glad we have Casas now. Me too. 
I'd rather have Casas than uh, Schwarber anyways at first base. So let's talk about Casas and a, a few of the things that have been bothering me. Um, I'm not going to say with the fan base. It's just like uneducated people. And, and, and that's that's not directed at like one fan base or whatever. But uh, I feel like if people don't give enough time to their prospects or the minor leaguers who come up. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, a little earlier. Um, Bayo, when he came up, literally everybody was all over him saying this guy sucks. Um, right now, Casas is hitting about 180, I believe. That sounds right. Let's take a peek. Oh, 125. Oof. Yeah, he's hit 125 with an on-base percentage of 300, slugging 375, and OPS of 675. Um, I don't know. Like I've, from what I've seen from Casas, it's like I can, I can look beyond the uh, the batting average. I like seeing him up at the plate, taking on a full count. Almost every time he's up there, he's at a he's at a full count, and uh, he's walked twelve times. He struck out fifteen, but so, you know I watched a couple of them the other day. That was just dog shit strikeouts. <laughs> like there was no way that this guy should he should have been struck out. If Casas doesn't swing, then it's a ball. That dude has such a great eye. Yeah. If Casa says it's a ball, it's ninety nine point nine percent of the. You have a ninety nine point nine percent chance that it's a ball, and I don't. Did you you watch the game yesterday, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you see the two strikes that they called against him that were outside, mm-hmm. and that one that was inside? Yep. Like, it was. I don't. It was Trevino catching for them yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's so good at that. Like it, no, it frustrates dude, me, dude. One wasn't even a one wasn't even a frame job, dude. I know, but like it frustrates over. it frustrates me how good he is at framing because he's really good. He he didn't even frame this pitch, man. He literally he was on the outside of the plate, outside part of the plate, and then he like reached over to the inside part of the plate. It was still inside. And he caught the fucking umpire called it a strike, and you could just see Casas going, "Bro, literally, what the fuck?" Yo, that's not calling? the guy I'd want to piss off, though. And Casas, yeah, guys, he like threw his shit down. He's like, "Fuck you." I'd be like the last guy in the MLB I'd want to piss off. Modern day Barry Bonds. Speaking, uh, speaking of Barry Bonds, we got records that are trying to be broke. Uh, the Boston Red Sox, as I stated at the beginning of the uh, of the episode, kept Aaron Judge in the yard for all four games. Even though you know you can say what you want, but uh, last night's game was called in the sixth inning, so that is a complete game, which means that all four games Aaron Judge did not hit a home run. Uh, everybody else in the in the game hit a home run. Uh, Aaron Judge just did not. My uh, my question for you here is, you know, we we want to see him, you know, get get all the 
all the glory or whatever, so that he has to get, he's going to get all the money and whatnot. What are your thoughts on the uh, Maris record? Um, I think it's the American League record. I don't think it's the MLB record. Well, yeah, but like you know, you got the American League record, uh, Roger Maris, um, and you got his family there, right? Right. And oh I yeah, made, yeah, yeah. I, I made the post earlier. Today. I saw that. So like, they my, they have to be question, rooting against him. My question. Let me finish my question. My question though is, is like, um, do you believe? that the family is for or against Aaron Judge breaking the record for the Yankees. Now, before we go into that, you know, the record's already been broken. Barry Bonds owns the record for the single for for the single season home runs. He's got 73. You can say what you want about it. Barry Bonds holds the record. He does not hold the record in the American League. He also does not hold the record for the team that Maris beat uh uh hit those home runs for which is the new york yankees so he had 61 home runs for the new york yankees you got aaron judge stuck at six do you think that his family is for or against him beating the uh that record selfishly i feel like they have to be against it but like if if they are true yankees fans because that's who their dad played for then they'd probably be for it so i'm kind of in the middle but I do think they're probably a little more against it because they want their, obviously, dad, grandpa, or whatever, family member to keep the record. I, I agree. I think I think that they're they're against it. Um, it. It is funny, though. It's because everybody's like, gung-ho about 61. It's like 61 is great, awesome, fantastic, you know? But he needs 62. <laughs> Everyone just wants him to tie. They don't want him to pass. It's just kind of weird. It's weird to me. Like, why don't you want him to hit 62? Everyone's gunning for 61. Like, that's like, oh, my God, Pools hits 699, not 700. Oh, we got to talk about that, too. I can't wait. Yeah. Um. So, <sighs> Yankee Stadium was absolutely hilarious for all four games. Every time he hit something high in the air, it was like, Standing. oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's got it. He's done it, and fly ball to center field. Routine fly ball. A can of corn. <laughs> I just, in all honesty, like one of the one of my things that I've always wanted to see when it comes to like a home run is I want to watch somebody like literally climb the wall, go into the crowd, and just fucking catch a ball. Yo, what? That would be crazy. Yeah, like- but it would be absolutely hilarious. Well, you know what I'm thinking about Aaron Judge, but I'm not going to say it. I've been you, texting it, but I won't say it. What's that? You know what? No, I don't. He's not hitting another one. Oh, Aaron yeah. said it. Uh, they have what, like 12 games left? Yeah. Right? Because... How many games... The Yankees have left. Um, is one, two, three, four. They don't have that many. They have nine. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep. Uh, he's definitely going to get get it. 
And they're they're playing the the Blue Jays. Oh, they've got ten games. What are you talking about, homie? Oh, I they, missed they one Toronto a, game. No, they got a doubleheader against the fucking Rangers. Oh yeah, it did say two games. That's what I missed. Oh, that sucks. Just walk him. Just keep walking him. Yep. I'm shocked the Red Sox did. But Waka, everybody was like, oh, my brother, my brother's a huge Yankee. I can't say he's a huge Yankees fan because he doesn't watch baseball that, that much, but he's a Yankees fan. And all he thinks about, he's like, he couldn't, he pitched around him. He tried pitching around him, blah, blah, blah. He wouldn't pitch to him. I'm like, bro, Waka, and ju- a judge against Waka's. Uh, 0 for 14 with nine strikeouts. Like, fuck I, off. I promise you, Walk is not scared of Aaron Judge. But he was like, oh, everything was outside. I was like, he threw a ball in. Down and in. Um, so, um, so you think that Judge isn't going to hit a home run, huh? No. I, I think, think he is. I think he's going to hit a home run in Toronto. Okay. I'm going to see. Definitely going to hit a home run in Toronto. What do you think he's going to break it in Baltimore? No, well, I th- no I, in New York against Baltimore. I th- nope. I think he's going to break it in Toronto. Oh, so you think he's going to hit two in Toronto? Yeah. Okay. Imagine he hits one and then they take him out and sit him until they go back home. I don't think <laughs> they. Would. I don't. I don't think Boone will. I mean, I don't think they would either. But that would be hilarious. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I mean, Boone's kind of a clown anyways, but um, speaking of which, like, Garrett Cole's such a bitch. Oh, my God. I could talk about this all day. Kermit. Oh, oh my God, dude. So, for anybody who, who wasn't paying attention to the game, the game that Garrett Cole pitched, uh, he uh, he threw a ball. It was, um, it was outside the strike zone. It was called a ball. He got pissed off that it was called a ball. He threw, uh, I believe it was a fastball, basically right down the middle of the plate. Uh, Verdugo got a hold of it and hit a three-run bomb. And then um, Cole ends up, he ends up uh, striking out the next pitch uh, batter or getting the next batter out. I forgot which uh, which it was. But then he starts screaming at the umpire. He gets ejected, which in turns, you know, Boone comes out. He's trying to protect this guy. He's like, well, you're going to have to eject me. So then Boone gets ejected. It's like, how much of an asshole like, can you be like, to make the game about you when it's, a, when it's literally everything right now is about Aaron Judge? Like him and his record. Yeah, like I – Garrett Cole, like, that pitch that he was talking about that got missed was outside. Like, I've watched it a few times now. It was outside. There's no disputing it. I don't understand how he thought that was a strike. Well, it's because it's Cole. 
And, and it was so fucking hilarious listening to Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming like shitting <laughs> all over Cole. Like all in all honesty, it was just like they were calling him baby. Basically, they were saying like the New York Yankees have a problem when it comes to Cole. Um, this this is the reason why he can't win the big games. I uh, can't win the games when they matter. No, they do. They definitely have a problem with Cole. 100%. No, absolutely. I I agree. Definitely agree. All right. So a couple more things uh, before we start talking about the actual series and whatnot. Uh, I know we mentioned Cole, we mentioned uh, Judge and whatnot, but let's talk about Mr. 700, Mr. Albert Pools, Mr. spending five hours of his lifetime running the bases because he hits home runs. Uh, on Friday, Mr. Albert hits two home runs in L.A. against the Dodgers to – Make it to 700. He is one of four people that are in the club uh, with 700 home runs. You have uh, – fuck, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Why am I drawing a blank? Help I me got here, it. Timmy. All right, I got Babe Ruth. Okay, Hank, yeah. Well, Hank Aaron. Uh, Bonds. Bonds. I don't know why I was drawing a blank there. Like, I knew I – knew. <laughs> Uh, I knew Babe, I knew Hank, I knew Bonds. I just don't know why I was drawing a fucking blank there. It was just like, <laughs> First non-U.S. Uh, born person to do it, which that, is kind of cool. That is fantastic. And, I mean, who, who has spent the least amount of time to get into 700, though? Was it Babe? I'm not sure. I thought it was Hank, so... No, I think Hank took the longest. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he had to, because he played into, like, his 40s. 700 home run club. Man, Barry Bonds was a, was a good-looking dude. <laughs> Before or after both? Babe Ruth is the youngest player in history to hit 700 home runs. He did so at the age of 39 years old. He wasn't even in his 40s. Babe is also the youngest player in American League history to hit 700 homers. Hank Aaron is the youngest 700 home run hitter in National League. He did so at 39 at 165. Babe Ruth was the quickest to 700. He hit a 700th homer and 2,418th game and his 8,169th at that. That's crazy to me. Babe Ruth doesn't Barry, have 3,000 hits. Barry Bonds. Yeah, imagine if he didn't pitch. <laughs> How many home runs do you think Babe would have if he didn't pitch? Close to eight. How many years did he pitch? That's crazy. (laughs) 
Yeah, he didn't start getting regular at bats until 1918. He was getting like fucking 103, 150, 140 uh, plate appearances a year. Holy shit. Wow, I did not know that. The babe babe owns the record for um, slugging OPS and OPS plus all time. Six ninety. 690, 1164, and 206. It's nuts. His OPS plus is 206. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Imagine a time machine and putting, like, Rafi Devers back against those pitchers. Nope. Nope. <laughs> They would not have a fucking chance. They would be like, what is this witchery? <laughs> like, he holds the bat, like, over his head. <laughs> what is this guy doing? What is that contraption on his head? What is in his mouth? I was going to say, what's coming out of his mouth? Dude, the amount of shit that people talk about that big wad that's in his mouth. I know. Can you tell him to pull that up? My my favorite thing so far this season is just like, oh, what's this mean? It's like, who cares what it means? Like, why? Why do we always have to find out what it what it means? It's like they do this, they do this, you know. Let uh, last what was it like in 2018? They did the dicks uh, dick swing. Yep. You know, it's like big dick swing. And last year was the waving. Yeah, the waving was uh was that was a Frenchy thing. I forgot what was today. It was that today? This year's. Um, they started doing the wave, but then they started to suck, and we're like, "Yep, there goes that." <sighs> it's been a tough year, man. It really has. Like Hogdale and I were talking earlier. It's like the last few episodes. It's been kind of hard to talk about. Like how many times? Like there's only so many ways you can say this team sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like how many? Like 40, 45 episodes, four to five episodes. It's like. How many times can you say that this team was just terrible? Um, yeah, it's really been a bad season, and whatever. I can't wait until the season's over. Uh, I mean, you know, we we've actually got a bunch of guests lined up. I'm pretty pumped about it. We'll announce that at some point uh, once we have everything um, set up and situated and whatnot. We pretty much have a, a a full schedule until spring training. Yes, all that. So I mean, like, I'll give uh, I'll give one away. Like, I'm pretty pumped to have Chris Hatfield on uh, from Sox Prospects. Um, I've been wanting to get him on for quite some time. Um, I just haven't reached out to him, and luckily enough, Ed uh, is. He works with the guys in Sox Prospects, and um, he was able to talk talk Chris into coming on. And that's going to be something that we will have him on, like probably right before the season starts um, during spring training and whatnot. So I'm looking extremely forward to that. There's a couple other ones that I'm like wicked, uh, wicked excited about. 
I know that we are trying to get Zach Kelly back on. Um, he's already been on the show once. A fantastic uh, guest. Um, awesome to like. He is the first player that we've had that went from the minors up to the majors. So we're really pumped about that. That's like our baby boy, I guess you could say. You know, um, definitely happy about that. We're, we're reaching out to a bunch of people. I want to say Ed's got like 20, maybe 25 different guests going on. That's what the list looked like when I saw it. That's yeah. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of prospects. Uh, we got a lot of minor leagues, uh, minor leaguers coming on. Uh, there's some other, there's some guests that we've had on in the past that we're trying to get back on. Um, there's talks about possibly getting Lemmy Donardo back on. Um, I'm just really pumped. This is this off season. Um, isn't going to be like the last one. Last one, we didn't know what to do. It was our first off season. Um, so we were trying to come up with crap and like we were listening to or watching like the World Series from 2004. And then we talk about it and whatnot. This year, it looks like we're already ahead of schedule and we're, we're putting a schedule together. So really pumped about that. Glad to be able to have people helping out and whatnot. So um, get back to this series. Um, get swept by the Yankees. Were you upset? Dude, nothing upsets me with this team anymore. Every night just feels like a different way of getting kicked in the balls. It's Roshan Bow like every night. <laughs> I This team would have to lose by like 30 runs, knock on wood, for me to actually get upset. Did they lose by like 15 against like the Blue Jays or, or the yeah, Blues or something? It was the Blue Jays. Yeah, of course it was the Blue Jays. They always lose big to the fucking Blue Jays for some reason. Dude, the Blue Jays. I'm glad Duran could not play in Toronto this year. <laughs> Actually, hold on. Let me see. Um, let me see something real quick. And I know we're playing them again, right? Toronto? <laughs> no. Yep. No. Yep. We're playing Toronto Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I didn't think it was in Toronto. Yep. I thought and, it was home. And Canada is lifting the COVID-19 restrictions. Dude, if I hear Jaron Duran and Bobby Dahlbeck are on this team for that series. Bobby's going to be on the team. I'm going to get kicked off this show. <laughs> Bobby is definitely going to be on the team. I kind of want to see. No, don't say it, Brad. I kind of want to see Jared Durant. Dude. I want to see them call Jared Durant just to be like, you know what? He, he did say that he'd be able to play in Canada anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. That did happen. Well, does that mean that Chris Sale can travel with the team? <laughs> I don't think he'd want. I don't know. He could. I mean, I guess he could. How <sighs> could travel with the team? Good old Tanner. Good old Tanner. Ooh, what? Oh. Wow, that is weird. Uh, so looking ahead, um, 
let's take a peek ahead. Uh, seems as though we're recording on Monday. It's the day of the the, the first game of the Baltimore Orioles uh, series at home. You got Connor Seymour versus Jordan Lyles tonight. Then you got Michael Walker versus Kyle Bradish. This one is a little weird for me because I was I was reading somewhere that Nathan Duvaldi would piggyback off of Rich Hill. I did not see that. I forgot who posted. But it that. wouldn't surprise me because on the, for the probables on here it says Duvaldi's the probable for Thursday. Thursday, yeah, that's why I, I was saying that. Yeah, so it was Ian Brown, I believe. Alex Cora said that Nathan Ivaldi might piggyback Rich Hill for Wednesday night's game at Fenway. So does that mean that Brian Bayo would uh, end up? Probably going Thursday. Ivaldi hasn't been activated yet, right? I don't think so. Okay. Why is this so? Why is this back in fucking April? Yeah, Fangraphs is a little weird right now because it's showing like April transaction updates. Like, the last one it shows is Ralph Garrison Jr. lost off waivers to Braves. Wow. (laughs) That happened a while ago. Yeah, that was back in April. April 7th. (laughs) What the fuck? Get your shit together. All right, man. Um, All right, so we got Rich Hill, uh, Dean Kramer, uh, Nathan Nivaldi versus Mike Brownman, or Bauman. Ian Brown said that Alex Coro says that uh, Evaldi could piggyback, which I would assume that would send like Cutter Crawford back down or something like that. Um, the one that's kind of got me going right now is the fact that Tyler Glasnow is back in the rotation for the Rays. Mm-hmm. Which, Saw that. That's crazy. That's big for them. That is big. That's huge. Have you ever seen that dude grip a fucking baseball? Yeah. It's like his entire fingers. His, his like, fingers go around the like whole a, thing. It's, it's like a fucking ping pong ball, dude. It's like, like yeah, ping pong ball or like a little apple. Like, it's insane. Whatever. Fuck him, too. All right, man. Um, You got anything else you want to add? Um... The season fucking sucks. Well, we knew that. (laughs) All right, man. Uh, Thanks for popping on. Of course, Um, brother. On Thursday, we are going to be recording after the game. Uh, We will have Hogsdale, and I believe Doink is going to be joining us as well. Um, Hopefully, we can do something against the Orioles. If not, help them try to. I mean, they have a 0.4% chance of making the playoffs. Um, They're going to sneak in. I don't think so. I want them to so bad. Hey, is it true we only have 39 guys on the 40-man roster right now? 
Holy shit. No, that's not true. Brian <laughs> Brian Hoyer's real name is Axel. No way. That's like Hunter Renfro Dustin news. Axel Edward. Why would you go by Brian? Why wouldn't you go by Axel? <laughs> That's what Pete says. He's like, I refuse to believe any person on earth would choose to go by Brian instead of Axel. <laughs> uh, don't even get me started about them. Oh uh, no, we're not going to talk about them. We're not a we're not a fucking Patriots. I won't, I won't say a word. All right, man. All right, well, thanks for popping on. Of course, um, dude. Everybody else, make sure to. Like, subscribe, and everything else uh, uh, to the pages and whatnot. Um, And uh, take it easy. We'll see you on Thursday. See ya. Thanks for watching. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pesky Report. Make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 